It can be tough. And, <laughs> and you know, if anyone's seen JoJo, then I, I don't think anyone would blame Bray Wyatt all that much. <laughs> and 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 really, like, if you look at Bray Wyatt, that guy's got something going for him, right? Like, look yeah. at that face. That face doesn't get JoJo, but it might have. <laughs> Yo, what's good, folks? Welcome to the 32nd, 28th edition of the Slam Bros Show. It's me, your boy, the host, Black Aquaman, a.k.a. 12 Leaders, a.k.a. the Bowman 12L. Coming to you live and direct. Unfortunately, not joining us tonight is Illawasi. Y.C. Illa Y.C. is. He's on a secret mission once again, learning more Wu-Tang martial arts. So once he gets back from the Himalayas, meditating with the abbot, We'll see him with some uh, new devastating finishing uh, technique. But that doesn't mean we're walking solo. I got my main man, the Fifth Avenue Chef, here today. Special guest, Fifth Avenue Chef. Chef, what's good? What's up, Bowman? Good to be here. Uh, yo, uh, Chef, uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining hey, the Slam Bros. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. It's an honor uh, to be so- an honorary Slam Bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's unfortunate that I, I have not personally trained the Himalayas, but I hear it's, it's pretty rad. <laughs> It's, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty tight up there. I mean, it's a little cold, but like the monks, they hold you down. And once you get the meditation down, you don't even know it's cold anymore. That's that's what's up, man. I'm, I'm pretty jealous, but uh, I'm glad to be here with you tonight. Hey, I hope you brought a shovel. Because uh, we're about to go dig into some dirt sheets. I like where this is going. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. First thing in the dirt sheets this week is, uh, for some of you guys that do not know, uh, in a few weeks, New Japan Pro Wrestling will be having their first U.S. tour uh, in um, the beautiful state of California. They're going to be coming over there. And these guys are not playing around. They are not playing around. Um, The G1 special, as it's being called. Uh, This week, they announced the, the card for the night one, the July 1st show, and Yo, yo, it's already looking stacked. So we have top of the card, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Okada versus Cody Rhodes. This is a big match right here. (laughs) I think everyone knows what Cody Rhodes has done since he left WWE, and now he's challenging for the top championship in Japan. Oh my god! Like I've I've been watching his his uh his work at uh, Ring of Honor. I watched his work with the Supercard of Honor with Jay Lethal. And I mean, normally I I don't like a bull rope match, but they put on a dope bull rope match on yeah. on Supercard of Honor. So um, he has been crushing it on the indies, and his work in Japan has been as the American Dream or the American Nightmare. American Nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> him him and the Bullet Club has been money. It's gonna be a good match, and. And there's a there's a chance that he might take the belt off of Okada. There is that is that is true. That is the new Japan is just crazy right now. Storyline writes itself, you know, with uh, the other white guy in, in New Japan not being able to take the belt off Okada. Spoiler alert: anyone who hasn't seen Okada Omega Two, and then we got uh, Cody Rhodes here who c- could potentially take the belt off Okada. The storyline writes itself. It is it is great. So we got the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. The uh, Gorillas of Destiny versus War Machine. Uh, I love me some War Machine. Big giant dudes with big old giant beards. Yes. 
Doesn't get any better <laughs> yeah. than that. It's like it's, yo, it's gonna be a hoss fight, bro. That's oh, this is this is gonna this is gonna be such such a fun 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 match. Uh, the United States Championship first round match. Uh, Michael Ilgen, Ilgen versus Kenny Omega, the cleaner. Now I guess this, he needs to. Oh man, you know, I think Kenny might take this one. You know, he needs a strong like comeback after. Um, you know, but I mean, he still looks good though, man. Both matches with Okada. Yeah. Is, Look, you know, th- this match could go either way. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if they'll have uh, like Elgin retain, right? Because he yeah. is killing in Japan right now. But you know, Kenny Omega, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't be a step down to win this title f- from uh, from Michael Elgin. Also, another uh, first round for the United States Championship match is uh, Ichi versus Naito. Ooh, man, I love me some Tanahiro Ichi, bro. I mean, like, bro, this you want you talking strong style? Yeah, man. <laughs> And, so, and Naito could use a, a, a nice win now because he, you know, spoiler alert, just lost the, the New Japan Intercontinental Championship to Tanahashi. So he, he could use a big win here. He could use. All right. Um, this is, uh, for American viewers, you've probably seen these two guys before, either um, in Ring of Honor or whatever W, uh, what Pro, Pro Wrestling is doing right now. Uh, Juice Robinson versus Zack Sabre Jr., another first round match. Ooh. Now, uh, if you guys haven't seen. Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle, this would be a great time. Because he is, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but this guy can put on a technical wrestling match like a young Daniel Bryan. Fifth Avenue Chef is right. You have to check out uh, Sabre Jr. and see if you like him. Um, some of the older heads and some of the Randy Orton's aren't really a fan of the style. It's very technical. Know? It's not super fast-paced, not a lot of high-flying spots, but he works super stiff and very, very smart. A lot of submissions, a lot of brutal-looking submissions. This guy's got some nice kicks. Uh, and he's a, kind of a goofy-looking, tall, lanky, like, white dude. So, you know, it all it all works out. It, it works out in the end. All right. We also, I think this is rounding out the first round of the uh, United States Championship. Uh, Jay Lethal versus uh, Hangman Page. So, uh, Lethal... There's, there's, there were a lot of... I think about six months ago, eight months ago, there's a lot of rumors that he might sign with the E. That there was some interest there. Um, it's a good thing that he I, didn't, though. I yeah, mean, yeah. The Ring of Honor needs Jay Lethal. He carried the company for a while, quit uh, their championship, and uh, you know he's been doing really well there with uh, Truth Martini. It's been a good show so far. You know, but the thing is, like these indie guys, like not all of them need to rush and sign to the E, because no. yeah, they're gonna get that steady paycheck, but they're gonna fall to the wayside. The, the WWE is stacked right now. Especially right now, you know. I think it was the Young Bucks who, uh, on Talk is Jericho not too long ago, said, now is not a good time to sign because everybody's there right now, you know. Like, you're not going to make a splash if you sign with WWE right now. So they, they can wait. They can, you know, raise their own stock on the indies. And then when the time is right, I'm sure the WWE will be glad to take them. All right. And we have, like, a big, what is this, uh, eight-man tag? David Finley, Jay White, uh, Kishida, and uh, Tanahashi versus uh, Shotanka, Yuri Nashu. Yuri Michu, and Billy Gunn, of all people. Billy Gunn. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the match you will finally win your entire life for, Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan, versus badass Billy Gunn. <laughs> this match has five stars written all over it. 
Oh man, I'm, I'm like I thought Billy Gunn was like a, a producer for the E. He's when is he? He's finding time to go out to uh, California. Look, man, wrestling time, Japan show. Times are hard, you know. You can't make money not wrestling these days if you're a wrestler. He's got he's going he's going out there. He's doing what he loves, and he's wrestling Tanahashi. So, this may be the biggest match he's ever had in his life. All right, um, yo, these cards are stacked, man. Like. If I hope, are they streaming? I think they're streaming this on New Japan World, aren't they? Oh, they, they must be. I mean, the card this stacked, it, it's either on New Japan World or um, there's a good chance that Ring of Honor might be carrying it as one of their pay per views, but I'm not 100% sure on that. All right, this, uh, this card is stacked. So, uh, point being, first, if you have not experienced New Japan uh, pro wrestling before, I don't know how, I don't know how we, we post matches from the promotion on the website. Uh, this is a good introduction, and this stuff is you're just gonna be blown away. I guarantee. You, no matter what you see, you're gonna be blown away on this card. You're gonna be like, "What? This is wrestling?" <laughs> yeah, and you know, after this, you're not gonna look at WWE the same time or the same way. You're gonna be like, "What? What, what is this? Not wrestling anymore?" Um, so maybe it's best you don't watch this if you love WWE. You don't want to ruin it for yourself. <laughs> uh, but for the rest of y'all, this would be a great opportunity to check out both Ring of Honor and New Japan. All right. Uh, yo, speaking of Ring of Honor, Dalton Castle has re-signed with Ring of Honor. That's beautiful. Yeah. He, he is one of the best things going in Ring of Honor right now. Dalton Castle yeah. and the boys. Yeah, him and the boys. Yo, the boys are hilarious. The boys are the best. They're like, <laughs> with the flamingo flames and just the outfits and, and like, yo, the body greets. Like, yo, uh, Dalton Castle and the boys are some of the, uh, the best things going on. So I'm glad that he's, he's staying in Ring of Honor. And it's really great to see uh, a gimmick like Dalton Castle, you know, like, flamboyant kind of like oddly sexual kind of a little bit you know uh, on the weird side getting really over with the fans and especially yeah. in a really hardcore pro- uh, indie promotional like, like ring of like honor, ring of honor it's too, a, you know? a great thing to see so uh, that is that is great pro wrestling yeah. has gone a long way <laughs> we've gone a long way from xbox and blackface trying to be mark henry yes but not uh, not as far as you think but not as well, far as we'd like. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so Braun Strowman is reportedly cleared to return. This is big news, people. This is this he is, and Roman Reigns have unfinished business. Do they? I guess Roman needs to get his wing, his win back, and look strong, right? That's, you know, it depends on what the baby has in store for Braun Strowman because there are rumors that uh, him and Lesnar are heading for a showdown. And the uh, way that show has been booked, it would not be inconceivable for him to take the belt off Lesnar. Would be. I really hope those rumored those rumored WrestleMania plans that they're trying to coordinate Roman Reigns. Are, are we in year four of the Roman Reigns uh, college years? Is this year four? I believe so. Yeah, I think we're in the fourth year of it. And, and it still hasn't quite happened yet. You know, he was great in the Shield, but you know, it's. You know, he's, he's getting reactions. He's coming back on Raw. He's, he's going to make an announcement uh, this coming week, I, I believe. So. He, gets to make, he gets to make an announcement. Yeah. I think my biggest issue with the Roman Reigns character is, like, they don't acknowledge the fan reaction to him. Like, they try right. and pretend. If they would just, you know, acknowledge the, uh, the sort of other side that he gets, I think he could be a great character. He already is, like, him as Roman Reigns is already, like, a bit of a tweener. They might as well just make them one, you know? Just acknowledge it. But trying to pretend like these things don't happen, that's a lot of the disconnect. Um, you know, I don't know. A lot of, you know, smart marks kind of fall in, like, two different categories on the Roman Reigns. It's like, all right, you know, he's terrible. 
or the char- basically a character's terrible and they just need to turn him heel. And like is you have that contrast. And then also you have the smart marks to say, well, you know, the WWE's never gonna turn him heel, so we should just acknowledge that fact and move on. And I'm like, part of the reason is the character he's he's not he's not a good dude. He doesn't do good guy things. No, he's he not. he's a, a white meat baby face who does heelish stuff. And it's confusing. <laughs> And uh, until that is like recognized, there's gonna be that strange push and pull, and like, and and it's not just like, oh, people ironically cheer for these things. Like, people cheer for Braun Strowman because he was doing dope things. No one flips an ambulance, right? Yeah, you know, that's that's exactly true. You know, I mean, it didn't hurt that he was doing these things to Roman Reigns, obviously, and and that too. Like, no one's gonna feel bad that Roman Reigns gets thrown off that ledge in a stretcher. All right, that's true. No one's going to get heel heat for that. But he was doing dope things. And it's not that people are ironically cheering for Braun. He was doing dope things and beating up a character that no one liked. Of course he's going to get cheered. And then also, we cheer for violence. Mass displays of violence are going mean, to okay. cheer in a wrestling show. I, I don't watch pro wrestling because I'm against violence, all right? Like, <laughs> I, I love Japanese wrestling. You know, New Japan is great because they're kind of violent there. You know? So... I'm going to cheer things that are pretty violent. Like, everyone loves a nice beatdown. You know? If someone pulls out a table, heel or face, they're going to get cheered. All right? Yeah. You know, like, I will never not cheer a table spot. Uh, You know, it's not because I hate tables or people. It's because I'm a pro wrestling fan and I like violence. (laughs) Only when it's fake, though. I'm not into this real violence stuff. But fake violence that looks real, that's my jam. That is the jam. Also, John Cena is coming back as a uh, John Cena is coming back as a free agent. Uh, apparently, now he's a uh, free agent. I don't know how this works. Apparently, John, John Cena can just come back and do whatever he wants. I mean, I'm not surprised that John Cena can't come back. He can come back and, and and do whatever he wants. But like, why is John Cena coming back and doing whatever he wants? Right. Like, uh, it'll be interesting to see because he he's been gone for a bit now. I almost forgot he was. Part of the roster. He's been, he's, yeah, he's been gone for a bit. Now, Illa, shout out to Illa. Illa isn't a fan of John Cena, mainly because, you know, John Cena, the character, and, and, the, um, and the person are kind of like strange people, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, John Cena, the, the person is a very strange person. He's a very strange person. He's kind of a dick to his lady. I feel like the WWE and everyone in the universe forced this man to propose to his girlfriend in WrestleMania. You know, yeah, you know the the guy's forty something. He, it's about time he settles down. It's, it's about time. You know, he doesn't want kids, but he's a giant kid himself. It's it's weird, right? Yeah, but Loki it's, it's, though, it's very strange. Loki though, he's a dope pro wrestler. You know, honestly, not not even Loki though. I, I think I think it's about time we all acknowledge that John Cena is a good wrestler. Like I was saying, like the 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 U.S. Championship uh, series that he did, the Open Challenge, he had great matches every night for like what twenty minutes. Yeah, he had solid 15, 20-minute matches with random people on the roster every Monday. The the stuff he did with CM Punk was dope, you know. Excellent. Was was excellent. And, of course, um, his series with AJ Styles, one of the best series of wrestling in the past few years, really. And I think it all started to change once John Cena showed a little bit of vulnerability, once he could lose, you know. But he's just over – he's gotten better. I mean, if you wrestle this time long, you're going to get better. Yeah, you know. and you know what? He takes care of himself. And and you're absolutely right. You know, I think people warmed up to John Cena as soon as he got some more shades to his character. That's all he needed was a little bit of vulnerability to make John Cena less of a Superman and more of a person. 
Like you, you, there's a there's a spot in the first John Cena Kevin Owens match. It's near the end when he goes for that first clothesline and like flips KO inside out. Like you can see a little bit of struggle. He's selling it like yo, he's putting it all in that clothesline. Yeah, and he's struggling, and it looks. And they go back and they do it in slow motion, and look in his face like he's like yo, like you know, this is Superman getting tired a little bit. You know, like yo, this is him showing a little humanity. And you Absolutely. know, the first one doesn't work. He goes for it again, and he misses and gets caught in the pop-up powerbomb. It's a beautiful spot. Yeah. You know? And that reminds me, I mean, that's very much like the the spot with AJ Styles uh, in the SummerSlam match when he hits the Avalanche uh, AA and AJ Styles kicks out. And John Cena just in the corner. You see him. He, he's it's like, what? He's never <laughs> been in this situation before in his life. He has no idea what to do. And that's, no a, cool. and that's a John Cena that five years ago, would have just pinned AJ Styles clean, you know? Do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> after, after one AA, after one AA, well, not a super AA. But yeah. <laughs> so no, this is this is refreshing, and I'm I'm excited to see what John Cena has in store. I I think he I think SmackDown needs him a lot more than Raw. Raw stacked, you know. This is true. Yeah. Though you know SmackDown's got a lot going. I think right now SmackDown has a good upper card. Because John Cena's not there, you know they don't yeah. have a one singular person who's overshadowing everybody else. But you know John Cena can come back and, and Raw or SmackDown have great matches with anybody. So, uh, I, I I don't think him coming back is going to be a negative thing. We will see. Unless also, of course he faces unless of course Roman Reigns decides to challenge John Cena during his little call on Raw, then you know maybe things could go weird. Oh my gosh, they would honestly really turn John Cena in the face if what would that reaction be like? That's uh, that's very difficult. Yeah, they'd be would Roman Reigns play heel in that situation? So to say. Like what would happen? And who, who would, would win, you know? Would the universe know how to react to that? Like who do we boo? I mean, all right, John Cena. People are gonna sing "John Cena sucks" because this is what you do now, right? You sing oh, yeah, it. Yeah, right? that's but like they, you know, you suck. suck like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's you sing it, right? But like during a match, it's just like it's gonna be "Let's Go Cena" all the way, right? Well, I think it depends on the audience. If it's a SummerSlam, it's gonna be "Let's Go Cena." Roman sucks. <laughs> I, I can see that happening. You know, with the Brooklyn Smart crowd. Oh man, that would I I want to see that match just for. The the social experiment on what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> like, who do we boo? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. We know uh, we're not cheering Roman Reigns, but yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, yo, Fifth Avenue. I don't know if you've seen this uh, program before, but this is one of our favorite real pro uh, programs on the Slam Bros Show. It's uh, time to check in with our favorite wrestler, the most interesting man in pro wrestling, Alberto El Patron. I've been very excited about this segment ever since I learned about it 20 minutes ago. It's been the greatest thing I've ever heard of. I'm super, super stoked to find out about my favorite Mexican ex-WWE superstar next to Rey Mysterio Jr., (laughs) Alberto Patron. Las Aventuras de Alberto El Patron y sus amigos. Yo, so last time El Patron, uh, karma was not in his favor. He saved uh, saved the young child's life from an unspecified danger. 
and then he rescheduled his marriage for July. Maybe he's finally legit getting married this time. And then also, El, uh, El Patron was uh, teaching the youth of wrestling the business of pro wrestling. Um, you know, El Patron, he's a smart guy in wrestling. Yeah. You know, he figured he figured out game. Once he figured out how to break the non-complete clause for the WWE, I mean, everything was open to this man. <laughs> Everything was open to him, and yet he took nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this week, he continues to uh, spit game. Maybe Alberto should be in uh, an abbot in a Himalayan monastery because he's continued to spit game for some of the wrestlers. Ryback, our favorite big guy wrestler, um, was once again, he was speaking a little critical of India. I guess because of the Jinder Mahal situation, he's not really understanding why a few wrestling promotions are trying to expand into this Indian market. He One feels billion people. Why would you want to expand into that market? I'm, I'm on the right back side. It's a billion people, but he feels that they're poor people and they don't really have a lot of money to spend on entertainment and diversions. Uh, has um, Ryback seen WWE's core demographic? <laughs> Oh, man. You know, Ryback was, he was that wrestler. You know, he said when he left, he he said something that got people thinking for a little bit. He's like, how am I supposed to move merchandise more and get more money if I'm booked to lose all the time? You know, yeah. he, some, he said, that's but a, the thing that's is, real truth right there. that is some real truth right there. It's like, how am I supposed to, if you book me to lose, how can I, if you're booking me to lose? I, but the thing is, you know, since then, Ryback has kind of, He's kind of said some things that haven't really added up. Like, you know, you were hot from you're hot for a minute in the WWE compared to you've never really been an indie guy. I don't no, really think he's been I, I don't think he's I don't he I think Skip Sheffield, right? It's brought up from NXT. You know, I, I don't even think he's even doing like indie work right now. I mean, him and Jack Swagger, their booking prices have been ridiculous and no one's like, Oh, well, I do believe Jack it. Swagger is getting bookings. Uh, for he, his price, his asinine price. Yes, you know, some people, some some promotions got some money to throw around for Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger, though? All right. Look, this is former not- WWE world champion, Jack Swagger. All right. Okay. So, Ryback doesn't quite understand Alberto in his wisdom, all right? This man says, he laughs. This really makes me laugh, to be honest. I really like Ryback. He's that guy. He laughs. I mean... I like that guy because he's a nice person. But I mean, it's ridiculous that someone like him, who hasn't done much in the business, had some good times in the WWE. He had some good moments. He had a good run. He had a good career. But he hasn't really done anything in this business yet. (laughs) I'm putting this in the nicest way possible because I like the guy. And I don't want to disrespect the guy. But his comment is completely stupid. My man, my man, El Patron speaks the truth. Laying down some wisdom right there. Just laying it down. All right. Me, I'm a third generation wrestler. I'm a guy who's seen it all, accomplished it everywhere. I'm a guy who's worked for the most important companies around the world and was a champion in each and every one of them. I'm telling you this India is the perfect market for pro wrestling because it has a lot of passion and a lot of love for the sport. All right. Really, basically, and K-Fabe is still alive in India. That's yeah, important. Right. That is important, man. It's like I come from a third world country, from Mexico, where there isn't too much money. <laughs> we don't have too much money, 
but we never regret something that we manage. And we do go and we spend the money we have in order to be entertained. So I can compare India to my country, Mexico. We might not have a lot of money like countries like Germany or United States or Spain, but we work very hard every single day to get the things we like and to spend the money on the things we like. So India is a big market for some random wrestling company. Apparently, that's where Del Rio is working right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I just want to put it, put out there that I do not agree that Mexico is a third world country. <laughs> uh, and by extension, I also do not believe that India is a third world country. <laughs> but other than that, I believe he speaks the truth. Look, you know, I'm not one who's going to disagree much with El Patron because him and his brother might come and, you know, lay the smack down. Maybe stab you. And maybe, maybe Savas, maybe not Savas. They will beat us up, though. They will yeah. definitely beat us up. Stabbing, don't know. But the beatdown uh, beat will maybe possibly happen. So, shout out to Alberto. And good luck on maybe hopefully finally getting married in July. Yeah, hopefully, you know. Uh, day back. I'm sure Paige is looking forward to it. Finally. I mean, these are the guys that just keep updating, like, the save the date. Like, it just keeps getting pushed back. Pushed back, pushed back. Uh, yeah, he's canceled. He's canceled dates in July. So all right. So maybe they're actually happening this time. Like I, I almost want to believe that this is an angle. Except, you know, there's no <laughs> there's no promotion running this. <laughs> there. I mean, it could be. I mean, Alberto. You know, he's got a soap opera premiering next month in Mexico. No way. A telenova. Yeah, he's got a telenova coming out. Yeah. Wow. That's. I'm excited <laughs> for this. I, I I hope it's wrestling related. <laughs> I hope he shows up on there. <laughs> just in character. Yeah, he just shows up. He shows up. All right, yo, so let's uh, yo, let's get the Raw real quick. Not a lot will happen because it was NBA Finals. NBA Finals. The most important thing that happened on Raw is that um, Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar, they showed up and uh, they, had, they had a big pull-apart brawl. I think this is the only really way for this to happen. If you're going to have – the way they booked Samoa Joe – on the roster has been, I think it's, they've done a great job. They haven't really lost any of his uh, intensity. Yeah, and they've kind of they've booked him as like, yo, this is a dangerous individual. I think his debut was very very interesting, just showing out of nowhere and beating the shit out of Roman Reigns uh, or no Seth Rollins. Um, oh, I hope and, I can and, say the S word in this pro- program. Yeah, no, you're good, you're good. Okay, good. Uh, and then since then, you're right. They've booked him like uh, kind of an unstoppable killing machine. Now, there was a rumor, I don't know if you've seen this in the dirt sheets, but there was a rumor that the Muscle Buster has been banned. And since he's been on the main roster, he has not used the Muscle Buster. Yes. Uh, is this since uh, he, it, that freak accident with Tyson Kidd? He's, but he's been using it all throughout NXT. Hmm. Oh, this is true, yeah. Well, maybe they're, they're holding it as a super finisher. You know? If they can get him over, he doesn't need to do the Muscle Buster until he does it and it's for real. Right, because like they have been putting over the Coquita clutch as like, oh, yo, this is true. Yeah, like if you look like ever since he's locked that clutch in, um, it's been a win for Joe. He knock, he locks it in. People go to sleep. Yeah, so, which is unfortunate. I, I I don't see Brock Lesnar tapping out or passing out to the Coquita clutch. You know, I don't. Uh, but I also kind of don't see Joe putting him up for a muscle buster. That, I will be, the image it, in my head of that of Brock Lesnar being put in that position to go into a muscle buster. <laughs> Little bit funny looking. It, you know what? In the right crowd, if it was like Brooklyn, like because I think that would pop the crowd. Just the attempt of the muscle buster. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely would. Like just teasing it a little bit. Just would like ah, oh, he's uh, not going to. But this is the this this match is scheduled for great balls of fire, right? 
Yes. Uh, so uh, I, I don't see Joe taking the title on uh, on Great Balls of Fire. That's just, something about that doesn't sound right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I but you saw you did see the brawl. The one thing the you brawl did, was so great. Uh, Joe got an amazing kick on Brock Lesnar's face, which really oh, ran through the entire arena. It was beautiful. That kick. Good. Um, what did Jr. say? I think Jr. said that Samoa Joe is the first person he's seen actually attempt to block and successfully block Brock Lesnar's double leg takedown. Yeah, that's a good sign. So here's my thing. Now, there's a lot of people. I don't. I have you. Me personally, I've grown a little tired of just Suplex City. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like anybody who's seen Brock Lesnar. Uh, wrestled before Suplex City knows that this guy can put on a match. You know, like anybody who's seen him wrestle Kurt Angle in the past or whatever knows this guy can put on a great match. And since Suplex City started, that's all he does spam suplexes. And as much as I love German suplexes, and believe me, I love German suplexes, throwing around 15 of them during a match, it's getting a little bit old. That's, that's long. The Goldberg was a good diversion for a few months, but I'm like. Because yeah. Joe can go. Yeah, like, Joe Joe can put on a, a five-star match. Like, you know, like if Joe and Lesnar were allowed to put on a real wrestling match, uh, were able to put on a, a real wrestling match, it could be it could be a very good match. We might not know. We might not know if it's a real wrestling match or not. Yeah, they, exactly, if they, right? If they really did what they think. With these two guys. But yeah. I, I think the way that things are going right now, uh, I'm not optimistic. I'm like, I'm excited for Small Joe. He's like one of my favorite wrestlers right now. He's been like one of my favorite wrestlers for like the last uh, decade. Yeah, I, I never imagined he would be in this spot. I do like to imagine because it is uh, history has shown that Brock Lesnar is weak against Samoans. No, <clears throat> yeah. a little bit of juice. This you know? is right. Yeah, and Samoa Joe's got Samoa in his name. So like he's he totally Samoan. And now, now he does come from the other Simone family, where he's ironically not related to Roman or The Rock. So he's like a family of one, but he's you know. still very Simone. <laughs> so right. I, I, I just hope that whatever happens, this does not ruin Samojo's momentum going forward. Yeah. Because yeah. you know he, he, he doesn't need that. So this guy can be a main event player in WWE for still years. You know. Yeah, I think they'll bleed. I, you know, I think they might get blood because Samoa Joe and Brock, these are two guys got no problem bleeding. None at all. Yeah, and and they'll do a hard way too. They'll they'll beat each other's faces until they're bloody. So, well, yeah, the pull apart that was that was pretty much all you had to watch Raw for. You had like five minutes to watch Raw, and you want to go watch basketball because like everything else was kind of like. Mm. Elias Sampson de- uh, defeated Dean Ambrose via and there was some singing as well. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, um, like Ambrose got distracted by the Miz because Ambrose, you know, always. Right. Um, Goldust and R Truth still did like dueling promos again. Um, he's still doing the vignettes. Um, it's good I don't, to yo, see, it's, like classic Goldust come back. Good. Yeah. But like, you know, like have him wrestle a jobber or something. Don't they have like 70 people on the roster? Yeah. Right. You know, like, have him wrestle a jobber or something. Um, there is this weird thing with, like, Cedric Alexander and Noam Dar. Uh, Alicia Fox was on FaceTime the entire match. <laughs> the entire match she was on FaceTime. And she was just yelling. 
and it was I, I've never seen uh, FaceTime that the audio be that crystal clear. So I don't think it was real FaceTime. Well, kudos to WWE technical team to put this. Yeah, up. like why hasn't WWE released that app to the world if right? their their audio is you know better than you know Apple's? You know, uh, they need to. Uh, Roman Reigns. He has been announced that Roman Reigns will reveal his SummerSlam pants next week on Raw. So. We've, we talked about it. You think he might go for John Cena? Or it could maybe, be John Cena or, or he could – you know, it could be Braun Strowman. It could be Braun. Uh, or he could challenge for the title. But the title. it seems a little bit early. Unless Joe takes it, then he could definitely challenge for the title at SummerSlam. It's a Samoan versus Samoan match. That would be great. Well, what if they head? But we'll never – you know, the universe might collapse on itself. Well, yeah, it might, you know. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. I think Roman Reigns can also put on a good match. So he's got a, the right opponent. Then you know, things things could be good. Plus, it's uh, SummerSlam's in Brooklyn again, and uh, there's an off chance that I might be there. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be a good match. Uh, hopefully, uh, Bray Wyatt was out there doing Bray Wyatt things. Um, I've lost faith in this character. I know, right? They they've just teased and teased and teased, and he's gotten nowhere. Like last week, he said that he was going to punish Roman Reigns and ate a fat spear and a pin. And then this week, he said he was going to punish Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins couldn't take him seriously. The crowd couldn't take him seriously. And there's speculation. Um, the reason why, because apparently Bray Wyatt is having marital trouble, too. I, I did hear about this, yes. Uh, I'm not sure how how reliable these dirt sheets are, but there are rumors out there about his infidelities. There are. There's also rumors that he came to Raw with JoJo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but, I, you know, these wrestlers, they're on tour with each other every single day, targeting yes. their family, you know. That's what I mean. Look. I'm not trying to excuse anything. But. I'm not trying. Yeah, we got you. But this is like the Olympics, you know. Yeah. There's a reason why they stacked the Olympic Village with a whole bunch of condoms. When yeah. you are in the Olympic Village with hundreds of the most fit, sexiest people on the planet, and the WWE is a company filled with fit, sexy people. And when you're on your own, just like the chef said, away from your family. Like four or five days a week, you know? In a car with these people, it can be a little tough. It can be tough. <laughs> and, and you know, if anyone's seen JoJo, then I, I don't think anyone would blame Bray Wyatt all that much. And 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 really, like, if you look at Bray Wyatt, that guy's got something going for him, right? Like, look yeah. at that face. That face doesn't get JoJo, but it might have. <laughs> so you know, kudos to Bray Wyatt, though it's unfortunate for his uh, family, but you know, the business is tough. I wonder what Sister Abigail's thinking. Oh, she's dead. She's probably not thinking anything. Rolling her grave. Kayfabe wise. All right. Um, all right. Titus, Titus Brand. Chef, I got to know. What do you think of the Titus Brand? Because I love it. You know, I, it's, it's great because Titus O'Neil needed something for him. Uh, and, and this has been working out for him. Like a, a weird businessman hit, like, you know, kind of heelish Titus. And this is where he belongs. He's got the charisma for it. Like yeah, he's like he seems more comfortable again. Cause like the year after he touched Vince, like he just didn't seem like comfortable. Like he didn't want to do anything anymore, right? Yeah. And now he's kind of more loose. He's like you can tell like his promos a little bit better than they were. And, and yeah, you uh, know, like of, he he's always been a charismatic guy. You know, especially uh, back in the day with um, Darren Young and PDP. 
uh, he definitely carried the promos there. And this guy, he's, he's got a good physique. He looks big. He's scary. Uh, he just needs the right character. And then I think the Titus brand is working for him right now. Uh, so, yeah. So, he's got he's got um, Apollo Crews and Tozawa in the Titus Tozawa, brand. right? Yeah. Now, look at that. Yeah. Akira Tozawa. So, I think, I, I, you know, I think it's going to be fun. It's, it gives those guys something to do in the mid Definitely. Uh, Apollo Crews needs somebody because he is a great wrestler but a charisma vacuum. So, you know, pairing him up with a charismatic Titus – uh, Titus O'Neil, this could be good for Apollo Crews. They stuck all the women's wrestlers in a match. Sasha Banks, Mickey James, Dana Brooke defeated Alexa Bliss, Nia Jackson, Emma. Just um, get him on the card, you know. Just get him on the card. But also, Emma's back. So Emma's that, back. That's yeah. a thing. And then she, she ate did. a pin, didn't she? Um, who ate that pin? I forgot. But yo, I believe, at least she's not I, injured. I believe it was Emma who 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 ate the pin. You know, comes back from injury, eats a pin. So yo, I, I'm just hoping that Nia Jax. Did not get distracted by this. Remember that she asked for a championship match and that Bliss has been dogging her this whole time. Like, That's right, yeah. Use some logic. Um, Folk Heroes, Heath Slater, and Rhino, they they got the win because Miz and the Bear were doing some nonsense. <laughs> um, I'm good for, uh, you know, uh, Heath, Heath Slater and Rhino. You know, they, yo, they, could they, Heath Slater be... Could he be on the fast track to a, a championship? Uh, you think he'd be on a fast track to like a tag championship? I mean, like, yo, gender is the E championship. Yeah. Like, Drew Gallows is back in NXT. He's probably going to get that title. Um, you think Heath Slater is uh, on the fast track with the IC championship, maybe? I mean, like, that that could be. That would but be also, to see all three members of the 3MB carry titles in WWE. Like, in a three-way. Just imagine, like, the, the <laughs> promo. Like, yeah, they started here, and then you get the video footage of, like, gender went in. You know, Drew went in, and then Sleef, uh Heath in his you know above ground pool. Yeah, right. And his like eighteen thousand kids. Kids. So, um, yo, um, Enzo and 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 Cass got defeated by Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson because uh, Big Cass got beat up before the match. Still, this mystery attacker. Um, it's it's, it's yo, it's the top guys. It's the revival. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's what they're teasing. You know. I love that we're playing Where's Waldo with the Revival right now. <laughs> They're just in the background, like, sneaking around, beating up people, the, like, low-key beating up people. Doing top guy things, you know. Stirring the pot just, a little bit. Just, yeah. Just got, why don't we do that more with, like, wrestlers in the background? Because most of the background, background footage is just, like, people nonchalantly leaning up against walls, texting their phones. Like, what are y'all a, supposed to be doing? A lot of leaning back there, you know? Like, <laughs> Is there no so one, little to do that you could just hang on the back and lean over against like, the who's, who's on production? Who's doing lights? Like, why is everyone texting on their phone in the WWE? Right? They're, you're right. They're, for a company with, like, a million wrestlers, there aren't that many backstage at any given time. And then, like, the, the main event was the Seamus and Cesaro doot doot to do. Why has that only happened once? Why has no one else done the doot doot to do chant? <laughs> like, come on, guys. <laughs> That shit was awesome. All right, and the Hardy Boys ended in a draw because uh, yeah. they forgot that they were in a count-out match and, and they got counted out. There's everybody. a big build-up to that match and uh, main event draw. I don't understand. Like, how do wrestlers forget what they're wrestling? I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, oh, SmackDown, uh, the blue brand. Yeah, now the, the, this is the go-home show to Money in the Bank. This is the go-home. All right, I got, yo, Chef Brazongo, best thing in pro wrestling right now? Or Best pretty much up top. in pro wrestling. Period. 
God. They they have been. I mean, the right now the the SmackDown tag division is is on fire, uh, and right up there, the top of this fire is Brizongo, like the Fashion Police. Uh, like you know, six months ago, who, who would have thought these two numbskulls would be absolutely crushing it every week on SmackDown? Oh my god, yo, the uh, the Fashion Files this week, like um, Tyler oh, Breeze, that being killed knocked, me, man, being knocked unconscious. And um, Dango having to be removed <laughs> mid uh, monologue. Oh my God, Breezy, what happened? It's like, I don't know, but they are greasy and they had arms, maybe two legs. <laughs> and one arm. No, two arms. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the, the, the only bad part about that whole segment was that it was two minutes long. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah, these, these, these guys are, these guys are great. Know, and I, then also. We forgot they could wrestle too, right? They they can put on a match. These guys, Brizongo and Tyler Breeze. We all know Tyler Breeze can wrestle. That guy was killing it down in NXT. Uh, but put them together, and they can put on a great physical comedy match. That's a competitive wrestling match as well, and that's not an easy thing to do. I feel like uh, they haven't had great physical comedy since maybe Santino, mm, uh, like yeah. somebody who could put on a good match while also being hilarious. And and really like this like the, put the Usos as heels. They're great foils to this goofy, you know, this goofy tag team. Uh, we refer to the uh, Usos around these parts as the Trap House Usos. Trap House Usos. Uh, I, I like that. Trap House Usos. Yeah, because that is pretty much what they do. Um, and like, yo, once the Usos stop just doing super kicks, and then think about the super kicks. All right, if you've ever watched the Young Bucks, is that yes, there's a lot of super kicks, but they find creative and new ways to super kick people. Yeah. They're not just doing the same super kick. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The Usos were just doing the same super kick, just a boring old regular super kick. All right, like the Young Bucks are super kicking you off the rope while you're upside down. Yeah, like plus it works for the Young Bucks because they're. Kind of doing it ironically, even though they're not really. Yeah, yeah, Usos yeah. are doing it seriously, and then they're just doing the super kick to the ground. So, but I like it because like doing it. Now the trap house Usos they wrestle now. They got the rings of Saturn as like a fan. The no tequila sunrise. Jay's using for like the the submission. And yeah, like just, yeah, it's, it's like, good, you know. And, like and they've they like, great promos. They're they're probably one of the best promos on uh, SmackDown right now. You know, like Roman Reigns, like yo, just let me have what they're having. Right, <laughs> like like the, the Usos are heels and boo heels, you know. But these guys are cool, you know. Like we right. boo them when we want, and you know, I someone's more respect because I know they're heels. I know they're heels, but when you're not getting wooded, all right, something's working. When exactly, are not right? you. So like, when they cut a promo, I listen. Uh, uh, Naomi defeated uh, Tamina in a pretty pretty quick match. I mean, but it made her look strong as a champion. Yeah. Uh, you know, she she needs the win going into Money in the Bank. She needs to win. I don't know. Like, are we serious about Lana? Can Lana? No one's ever seen Lana wrestle. So we don't we, know, right? She her her finisher was pretty rad. I like that. We don't know, but and there's speculation: is she gonna wrestle in the in the in the in the in the gown in the gown? I mean, look, I I think it would be terrible for her wrestling ability to wrestle in the gown, but it would also be great for us as the audience, the home audience, watching her try to do that. Uh, okay. Because after she hit her little slam finisher on Naomi, she struggled to get up because of the gown. Yeah, so uh, and yeah. it was pretty funny. Briefly, I, I, the ironic we want Rusev chance. <laughs> hey, really though, who doesn't want some Ruru? Yeah, so, yeah, Ruru is. So we want. All right, so hard body Jinder Mahal came down to the ring to speak to his people. Um, yo, so when are we gonna get over? Like, why is it like always? 
I understand it's American, we're xenophobic, but like, are we serious? Every time we put the belt on someone brown, we'd be like, we're gonna do the xenophobic thing. Yeah, I feel like every time they put the, the belt on somebody not American, uh, the, they go straight xenophobe. And uh, the thing is, in if you look at uh, Gender's promos in India, he's not a heel. So there's this delicate balance that they're doing. Like we're playing to the American audience. I boo him because he's not us. And ironically, he was born in Canada. Don't let that secret come out. He's also right? got a pretty like Canadian. If you listen to him, he, he sounds like a Canadian. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he, yeah, he's, he sounds he sounds like Chris Jericho. You know, he sounds Canadian. Right. Like he's 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 pretty he's pretty up there. But like when he when he's speaking to like the Indian people, he's like, yo, I'm I've come to represent my people. Like they are underrepresented, and now I'm gonna be a proud, strong champion for them. Like I worked hard, look at me, and I got this now. You know, yeah, um, that's uh, in a straight white meat baby face <laughs> or, or brown meat baby face. <laughs> you know, but like, all right, so he ate an RKO on SmackDown as soon as the Singh brothers. Uh, it, they're just the Singh brothers. We don't even know their names anymore. Yeah, we, they're they not even. Names? They're the Singh. They're, they're they're like the boys, you know. They're it's all yeah. on the boys. It's just, you know, they're Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers. They're just they're just singular, not even plural. They're singular. All right. Uh, as soon as they left the ring, they go guard the entrance. I'm like, I'm like Randy's coming from behind. It was, Come on. Yeah, it was, they, they they telegraphed that. But I really loved how psyched Randy Orton was after he hit that RKO. Yeah, it was it was a good. It was as as far as RKO goes, like it was a really smooth one. It, it, was, it was smooth, was, you know, like. Like even though we all knew Randy Orton was gonna show up from behind, it still was out of nowhere and caught at least me by surprise uh, with how good it looked and how effective it looked. And then Randy yeah. celebrating like a uh, like a guy who hurt his hit his first RKO, uh, first RKO. Uh, <laughs> and the, you know? he's in the crowd. He's like, "Yo, come on!" You know, normally, and here's the thing: like if Randy's in the crowd, get it? Because you know, in the gym, don't talk to him in the gym. You know, this is your time to pose with Randy. <laughs> this is your time to pose with Randy. You're not gonna get many opportunities to take it. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated uh, Natalia in a uh, good match. Good match. This is a good back and forth match. A lot yeah. of false finishes. Pretty good for a, uh, just a TV SmackDown match. Competitive. Yeah, these two work well together. Remember, it was like what was it last year that they were doing that series? Yeah, that lasted too long. I mean, yeah. that's the raw thing, right? Like these series last too long, but they go. If you have them wrestle, you spread it apart, then it's dope. You know, and then it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was like uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Best nineteen out of twenty three or whatever it was. Yeah. No, yeah, but no, this was a good match, and it showcased that the women can can put on a good match, you know. And also, I think it made them you know, going into the women's money in the bank match. It you know it, it legitimizes both of them as competitors. Yeah, most definitely. And then the honorary Teddy Long main event: <laughs> uh, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and AJ Styles defeated Baron Corbin, Kevin Owens, and Dolph Ziggler. Um, I, I thought that this match had a great buildup too. Yeah, uh, not not often do you see strategizing in the locker rooms. Uh, I see. Thought... Yeah, the the Sami Zayn strategy is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, the Sami Zayn strategy meeting, and then also the heel strategy meeting. Also, I think they, there was some good logic spoken there, at least in the heel one. The Sami Zayn one, you know, um, Mr. Excited Sami Zayn was pretty cute. That's that's like yeah that's his that's his character that's most of the character he's got on the main roster right now is like him trying to strategize with his tag partners and you know them just kind of being a little taken aback by his his overzealous <laughs> his eagerness yeah his eagerness strategizing and then Kevin Owens trying to you know logically be like look we all hate each other let's not let's not lie about it but this is why we should work together tonight I like that really you know? I like they, that, yeah they, they acknowledge that. This is usually what happens with the heels that they turn on each other 
for no good reason. Kevin Owens trying to get ahead of that. So this logic. Normally, normally there's uh, the lack of logic we call WWE logic here. Normally, we don't see you know people trying to uh, do that. But um, yo, I don't know. So, Chef, let me ask you, man. How do you feel about Baron Corbin? Because apparently there's a lot of people on the internet that don't like this guy. But I'm like... You know, I like Baron Corbin. I think there's there's room for a Baron Corbin-like character because there is nobody else like Baron Corbin right now. A guy who, you know, he says he doesn't give any Fs. I, I don't know about the swearing. You know, he, he walks around like a badass. He, he goes in, he beats people up. Uh, like he said in Talking Smack a few weeks ago, he goes in, beats people, he collects a paycheck, he does a good job. And he goes home. He doesn't give a shit about anybody. He only cares about Baron Corbin, uh, and then he acts that way. You know, he yeah, yeah. He 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 says I'm selfish, and then he acts selfishly. So I, I I like Baron Corbin. I think he's a good character. It's a genuine character, uh, and you know, there's there needs. I feel like there's there, there needs to be somebody like him. And and you know, his ring work kind of reflects that too. You know, like he looks like a jerk in the ring. The way he yeah. punches, the way he moves. Um, now he's been spamming that baseball slide. A little bit too much, you know. A little like, bit too much, yeah. I, you know, people are starting. To, people are starting to wise up on it. You know, don't do it every night, or you're gonna get those reads, man. Playing yeah. Street Fighter, they're gonna know you're gonna be throwing <laughs> that. They're gonna be waiting for that shuriken. They're gonna block it on wake up, and you're gonna eat a fat combo after it. But you know, he's been he's been spamming that that base, and it's dope when he does it. You know, a couple of times, looks like good, yo, man. he's a big guy. Looks, he looks good. good. Like yeah, he's just like yo, I'm out, I'm back in, clothesline, what up? You know, like it looks because you can't do it every match, or you can't yeah. do it multiple times a match. No, definitely that's not multiple he, times yeah. a match. That's how he ate an RKO that one time because he tried yeah. it three times against Randy Orton. Because a little overzealous, but I think he has a great looking move set. His moves are devastating. He's got it. They look right. devastating. You know, deep all, six. Come on, how do you not get that? Looks a, a great looking move. And you know what? You know, when he first debuted the end of days at NXT, I was skeptical because you know yeah. it looks like he's taking a rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, but since then, he's he's adjusted it, and it looks. Now it looks like a finisher, like a devastating finisher. And, uh, you know, I, I am a fan of Baron Corbin. I think both of them, a couple of times on NXT, and I think once on Raw, you know, he's pinned off of, like, deep six. And I think wrestlers need more of that because Charlotte yeah, sometimes she'll get a win off of the natural selection, you know? You, yeah. You need two finishers. You need, like, all right, I got it, and then I have, like, my ace in a hole. Like, all right, I'm, I, you, you're really putting me out. Because when we get to the pay-per-view matches and we're kicking out of multiple finishers, really having that that you know one in the pocket really makes the match like, all right, he's got to go for this, you know? I absolutely um, agree. I mean, I think generally there are, you know, too many matches involving just finisher spams. So what they could really go for is, you know, some lesser moves finishing off people would be really nice to add some dramatics to the, into the, uh, the the matches and, and to show that, you know, some wrestlers are just better than other wrestlers. You know, if, if every wrestler needs to be pinned through a finisher, uh, then, you know, maybe they're not all that good. But if, if like, John Cena can pin Heath Slater, for example, off, like, uh, you know, Springboard Stunner. I couldn't think of a good... Um, maybe now, Five Knuckles Huggle? Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really means that John Cena is better than Heath Slater. You know, he, he doesn't need to do his finisher on him. He can just take him out with a strong move. And I, that, I like that. You know, it builds a natural hierarchy into the whole situation. Or that, um, that set-up. It's not even, like, his proto-bomb... That used to be his finisher yeah, back when yeah. he did, like, you know. Back but now FCW he does it so lazily. Like, he just barely <laughs> talks. Like, look at John Cena when he does it. It's like John Cena's going through the motions, too. He just it's kind of like, Ugh, barely spins him and just drops him gingerly on the mat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
So, uh, yo, but that was the, as you said, that was a go home show for the money yeah. in the bank paper. Oh, and, and, and don't forget that, uh, you know, it was Nakamura standing tall, grabbing the money in the bank uh, briefcase at the end of the show. So, all right, what we like to do, normally, because the WWE runs a pay-per-view every other week now, it's like, this is ridiculous. Like, all wrestling podcasts have turned into prediction shows. Yeah, it's, you know, but, uh, it's tough. It's, it's like, yeah, it's tough. You have hard, you're trying to do deep stories and research stuff to get like, hey, we're going to do this. Like, no, we're doing another prediction show. You know, can barely talk, can barely watch the G1 special because, like, yo, WWE's got, like, you know, 20 hours of programming this week. Yeah, I mean, during um, G1, there was, like, 17 pay-per-views, so, you know. Oh, um, God. So, uh, yo, so on the kickoff show for Money in the Bank this week, we got Brizongo versus Colones. Um, I think this is going to be Brizongo. I think so. I mean, I think the, the Colones are jobbers. They have been nothing but jobbers. It would be weird for them to take the win. Unless, you know, Brizongo does some kooky stuff and takes, uh, like, a freak pin. But Freak pin. But I think it's going to be a dope match, though, because, like, um, the clones have proved that they can, they can, you know, they they're can wrestlers. Go. They can you know, wrestle, they can yeah. They just uh, don't really have a good gimmick right now, but they can certainly wrestle. They can wrestle. All right, moving up the card, we got the women's championship match, Naomi versus Lana. Lana kind of lucked into this match. You know, she was just kind of like thrown in there. Yeah, this is um, a tough one. Because Lana is such an unknown. We don't know. Right. We have no idea how good of a wrestler she she is. Or, you know, maybe she's not a good wrestler. Will WWE try to hide her her inexperience by putting her in like a quick match? But ultimately, I I, I think I don't think uh, now is the time for Naomi to lose the belt. And I don't think it's uh, should be Lana taking it from her. Not in Lana's first televised match ever? Yeah. I, I You know, I think this is tough because... They've been building a lot up, but I, I don't think now is the time for. I, I think Naomi needs a win to to legitimize her her reign, and also you know to build some intrigue into the Money in the Bank situation. You know, it's going to be yeah. much more interesting for whoever's got the briefcase to be chasing after Naomi than for them to be chasing after Lana. I, I think. Man, that's going to be interesting. Uh, also, the the placement of the match on the card could change the briefcase situation, right? That is true. Yeah. So if we have two championship matches now and two championship um, money in the banks, so if the championship match is closing the show, we're all gonna be looking for like, all like right, cash in. Like who who, who know, could like, be? Who, who could cash in? Yeah, Just, I guess wait till we get a tag team uh, money in the bank. Right. Yeah, we we'll just have a pay per view, three money in the bank matches, um, and three three championship matches. Anything right. could happen. All right. So we have the Usos versus the New Day. Yes. We forgot to talk about the new day. Yeah. We forgot to talk about the new day. They were, because, uh, like, they were in the match with the Brizongo, but it's just that Brizongo is just like, I mean, like Jupiter, man. Everything is caught in its gravity. It sucks yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, um, I, I, I think this, what I've liked about this build so far is that, like, the new day went to Brizongo to kind of scout out. Um, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that was a great segment that they did. You know, and it's almost like, all right, yeah, we all do work for the same fighting promotion. You know, let's kind of pull our knowledge today. What's up with these new uh, Usos? Yeah, it's know? good to see faces working together, you know. They're all good guys. They should all be friendly, you know. And they're detectives too, you know. Right. These are these are the people to go to if you need dirt on people. And their office has like so many damn Easter eggs. Did you see their picture of like uh, Sami Zayn this week? Yeah. With that said generic. generic. <laughs> You see, I think it was this week or last week they had a picture of Enzo and it said out of our jurisdiction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, man. So I honestly don't know. So I don't know if they're going to put the belts back on the New Day yet. I, I feel like it's, you know, th- I feel like this match could go either way because both teams have good momentum going, um, like, going to this match. Um, I feel like it's too early for the New Day to be taking the, the belts off because no, they no, just no. debuted. Just you know, they, it's, they were gone for a while and they just came back to, to, to television. There's, and, there's history, and, right? The, the New Day got their first championship reign from the Usos, right? Oh, and did the they? second one they got from Titus and Darren Young. And that was the one they held it for like all the time. But I think I think the New Day won their first championships from the Usos. Wow. You know, I, I, I think the Usos are better off keeping the belts for now. And the New Day, uh, probably better chasing. I think it'll be more interesting. So I'm going to give this to the Usos. But like you said, it's a tough call. So, uh, yeah, I think Trap House is going to keep it for a while because they're just, they're just money right now. And yeah. I like um, like their characters and personality benefits from the titles. The New Day, I think they're pretty over without the titles. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be fine with that. <laughs> they'll be fine with that. All right, we got our other championship match, WWE Championship, Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton. Um, I think Jinder wins this hands down. I, I think it would be really weird to take it off him right now, especially because they're trying to get the indie demographic. It would kill any push that Jinder's got going behind him if they take it off him right now. It would. Like, Randy doesn't need it. And the thing, I've I've changed my stance on Randy. I used to, I used to believe in Randy Orton that he could just give a dope match, but then I struggled – uh, two podcasts ago to try and name <laughs> like a five-star classic with Randy Orton. And the only match I could think of was, you know, his series with Christian back in 2011, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I think we all want to believe that Randy Orton's got this next level, but essentially if you think of the past five years, four years, like has Randy Orton ever put on like a classic match or even like a four-star match really? Doesn't I can barely remember the stuff he did with Daniel Bryan. Was it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Cena did better work with Daniel Bryan than like um, Randy. Yeah, now, it's unfortunate because you know Randy Orton's a smooth, crisp wrestler. He's got the look down. Randy's supposed to be the one. He's Darth Vader. You were supposed to be the chosen one. You ended up being a big disappointment. Yeah. So, you know, he he's still a credible face. He's, he's a credible competitor, but. My feeling is uh, Randy Orton loses the match due to some Singh Brothers shenanigans. All right. So, real question is, does Randy almost murder another Singh Brother this time? (laughs) 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 Because, you know, he knew he he almost killed the other one. Yeah. He he knew immediately that he almost (laughs) killed that guy. (laughs) That table spot. Oh, man. He was like, like, yeah. Oh man, so yo, hard body, hard body. I love it, man. Like some people, look, I like the Jinder Mahal thing because of how different it was. And you know, the thing is, like, I've seen his workout. Like, that's not an easy workout. Like, those are real muscles. No, yeah, the um, the, the guy takes himself seriously. You know, you know, he's got this come up. It's different, and and we're, you know, normally we watch this wrestling. And it's so predictable. Jinder getting the win. I mean, he looks good. The collage. Um, I think it looks. I'm I'm warming up to it as a finisher. I, you know, the more yeah. he does it, I'm like, all right. His entrance is dope. Like I, him coming he's out, got great music. Him, yeah, yeah. His entrance. He's got great presence when he comes out. The 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 Punjabi celebration. Oh my, that, that was, was great. Dope as hell, man. That was like, can we get more gender 
you know, yeah, a man. possibility. Like, you know, all right, there's a possibility that he might get stomped by, you know, John Cena. Sure, but but let's get him for a couple more months. You know, maybe take him. take him to SummerSlam. You know, like, yeah, and it, it's just there's more faces than there are heels, so there's more options for like gender as a uh, as a champion to fight. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of, of you know, as as we'll talk about uh, in the Money in the Bank match. There's plenty of of faces he could go against that that'll you know the good programs that he still got ahead of him so all right here we got here we got uh the women's first ever money in a bank ladder match charlotte flair versus becky lynch versus natalia versus carmella versus tamina snuka how has it been this is the first time they've ever thought yo let's do a money in the bank for the ladies yeah man I, I, i'm i'm worried that that these women will will try to do too much and so we will get seriously injured because you know, like like the guys have been doing multi man ladder matches for for years now. Uh, the women don't have a lot of experience doing multi women ladder matches, uh, so you know I, this has potential to be a great match. These all these women can go. You know, they can all wrestle pretty well. So, so my question, my question to you, Chef: Does Charlotte Flair do a moonsault off the top of the ladder, or does she do a moonsault off the top of the turnbuckle through a table? Oh, well. Uh, it's it's my opinion that she's sort of devalued her moonsault because she does it every single match now. It's unfortunate, um, but it's I think angle, right? yeah, 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 exactly. You know, um, so I I think she does it off a ladder. You know, it's money in the bank. There's gonna be ladders around. Um, my feeling is she's gonna climb a ladder, be in a situation, be in a position to grab the briefcase, but instead hit a moonsault because you know WWE logic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, man, this is. What are we gonna do? I think Tamina is gonna get knocked off. Maybe she goes for a splash. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's easy to. Idea. I don't think Tamina's gonna win. You're right that she she's there. She can she can wrestle. She can be carried to a good match, but you know she's not developed enough. Uh, does Ellsworth help his his lady who is a friend, Carmella, win this match? That's a good question, right? Like, will Ellsworth be ringside? Um, what, what role will he play? Um, but I, I don't think Carmella's ready to 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 carry the the briefcase. But like a Carmella Naomi program, I'm unsure about. Uh, I think um, she she has a little bit of ways to go before she's you know quite there. Maybe it's maybe maybe I don't know. I think the we're not predicting Natalia because you never predict Natalia to win anything. Has she ever won a belt? I, I feel, I she, she hasn't. Uh, she's held the Divas Championship a while ago, maybe three years ago, four years ago. Um, but you know, it would be interesting to see her with the belt. I think she, you know, uh, in her match with Charlotte Flair, she showed that she can still wrestle. Uh, she's a relatively good heel, I think. Um, and if Naomi does retain, then uh, a heel going into or like you know somebody being the heel in the promo or in the you know in the 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 match would be good. But you're right. You know, it would be weird to give her the title, given all this, you know, newer talent who's in the uh, the match. If Natalia gets it, I feel like it's the, you know, um, the veterans rub, like, I, right, the thank you run. Which isn't a bad run, because she, she, she still does dope things, but I don't see Natalia getting the title anytime soon without an assistance of, like, a run-in via briefcase, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, basically, what could happen, I might see Natalia wins this match. Naomi goes into her program with Charlotte Flair. You know, yeah. Naomi and Flair, I mean, Naomi and Charlotte, they have a long, grueling match 
maybe Charlotte gets the title off Naomi and then Natalia, you know, catches in. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Um, you know, we like, I, I like Charlotte better as a heel. I think she's a natural heel. Yeah, um, yeah. So, which is why I could also see her winning the, uh, cause right now she's been in this like weird face thing where she's a face, but doesn't, you know, isn't really a natural face to begin with. Um, I think if she wins the title or if she wins the, if she wins the briefcase, it could lead to some good storylines as her sort of being the, and acting more heelish again. Um, yeah, so really, yeah. I think, and also we forgot about Becky Lynch, oh, who's, right? Who's, just, <laughs> Becky Lynch right now. Yeah. Just, like, she's yeah. great. She's, she's a great wrestler, but she's been sort of on the wayside as far as the women division go, I feel. She, she's like one of those kids in class, you know, they're, they're good. They turn their work in all the time. There's not a script. So you don't really have to worry about them. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but you know, you know, like they want praise. You, you, you know, every now and then you give them a sticker, but you don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess, but um, I, I, my money is going to be on Charlotte Flair. Okay, Charlotte. Uh, I'm saying Natalia for the swerve. Oh yeah, mm. crazy the crazy cat lady. Yeah, no, and SmackDown. Be, anything's possible. Yeah, it could be any right. I mean, the real story would be yeah. Tamina, but I feel like that's not happening. Oh god, the real story would be Tamina. Like no offense to her, but I, you know, yeah. That that would be that would be here. All right, and then the other money in the bank ladders match. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. Like, this sounds like a Ring of Honor card from, like, what, <laughs> 2012? From not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw, I've seen everybody except for Dolph Ziggler and um, Baron Corbin in a Ring of Honor show not too like, long ago. You know, this is, all right, so the funny thing is, like, Dolph Ziggler finally wore some pants on that didn't have the American flag. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fine, he can get some heel heat now because he's not going to get booed in an American flag. Come on, dude. Yeah, that's not going to work. Like, come on. So, man, this is... This, is, this, this, I, this, uh, this match is stacked. You know, I think anybody could, could realistically win the, the briefcase in this match. I don't. I don't know why they are like they're keeping the title off of AJ Styles. Like now AJ's a face. Yeah. It's like the dirt chiefs are saying like he's moving merchandise. You cut to the audience and you see them Raw and SmackDown little kids with their AJ Styles gloves. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. I mean AJ. He's he's no spring chicken, but he's still he's still popping around like a spring chicken. He's still top five wrestlers in the world right now. You know, despite Put that- his age. <laughs> Can we like stack up some title wins on him? You know, just inflate that number real quick. Yeah, you know he he can go right now, but how many how many more years does his body have, right? You know, um, so I but I don't see AJ getting this belt though. I yeah, really no, I I think you're right. I think he's he he doesn't need it. I think he's he's legitimate competitor without the belt. He can be challenging for the championship. Where he can be challenging for the championship without the briefcase. With that, but you know, you know, what I think would be dope like AJ versus Jinder. That would be, wouldn't it? I think AJ could carry Jinder to a really good match. Like the last entertaining Randy match I saw was his his SmackDown match with like AJ Styles. Yeah, because AJ forced Randy to do things he wasn't normally doing. You know, if, if we learn anything from AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, is that AJ Styles can carry anybody to a great match. So like that is that is. It's like I, I honestly every time his music, I still am like kind of shocked a little bit. I know it's been right. like more than a year now, but I'm still like, yo, I seen this dude wrestle at Universal Studios. I think I'm out of drunk. I don't know where I seen him at, but I seen him wrestle at Universal <laughs> Studios. 
Yeah, shit, man. I have pictures on my phone from two years ago of AJ Styles wrestling at a high school gym in Brooklyn, you know? <laughs> and now he's walking out at WrestleMania. He was the WWE champion. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, cannot. I still can't believe it, man. Uh, Kevin Owens. I don't think he wins because he ha- he has the championship already. I think he's he's doing great with the mid card title, like the U.S. Championship. Um, Yo, I love that he stole um, Jericho's highlight reel. I I yeah, love that yeah. he just, just stole just, the just highlight reel. Yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> and, and it it sets him up. It keeps it fresh for a program with Jericho when Jericho comes back. And, you know, next year or whatever. Nakamura. All right, so there were reports that Nakamura was supposed to be the new John Cena SmackDown, but I'm like. Uh, you know, I think in order to carry SmackDown like that, you gotta be able to cut a promo. And Nakamura, he's great. You know, God bless him. His his English is is trying, but I I, I think you're right. I I, I don't think uh, he can carry SmackDown like John Cena. Did, I, I don't think it does. It's it's the WWE style. Yeah, I mean, it's not strong style, and it's definitely not that first match he had with Sami Zayn. Yeah, and you know, like if anything, if you know, his this match with. Dolph Ziggler shows that strong style is not going to work with everybody. And Dolph Ziggler, you know, if it's going to work with anyone in the main roster, it's going to work with Dolph Ziggler. Uh, and it, and that match was kind of flat, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, like it's like they're, the timing was off a little bit. Like they're trying to fill each other out, but it's just, there's a definite different. Like the NXT matches are really about telling stories via the match itself, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and a lot of other wrestling promotions do that. If you watch a lot of. Uh, New Japan Wrestling, a lot of Ring of Honor, um, Lucha Underground. The story is taking place inside of the ring as well as outside. Absolutely. The WWE style is really about like getting your spots in and popping yeah. the crowd for that. And the story and, is an overarching thing that carries match to match. But I think that you can train your audience to recognize both. Like People aren't dumb. And I think the NXT crowd, which is, I mean, they're a little bit older. There are the smarter crowds, but they're still the WWE core fans. Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just slowly over time, introduce those mechanics, and I, you, you can get these people over, you know, because the language, their language of wrestling is universal. Absolutely, you know, yeah. DDT, you know, so um, that I think will get Nakamura over just as much as like you know his you know his red suits and his lanky legs and all that, you know. <laughs> um, I think you have a good point because if if anyone watched uh, uh, the Okada Omega Two match. You can see that there, there, there are still spots, and they're still working toward those spots. And when those spots happen, it is a big deal. But that doesn't mean you can't have great storytelling within each match, and even if it's as simple as working a body part. I think, so, I think the I we're mean, not expecting Sami Zayn to to win this match. I don't he think would so. Be, He's, that would be the that would be the swerve, right? That that would be the the, the absolute swerve, and. I feel like it's unlikely because he's a he's a great perennial underdog. I don't think he's gonna do well with the briefcase. I think no, it'd be no. fun to watch him with the briefcase. I think, yeah. Uh, strategizing each week, should I cash in now? Or should, where should I cash in? Uh, I, I think re- the briefcase works better with like a heel, right? Definitely. Yeah, I think the the intrigue works a lot better, and there's a lot more opportunities to cash in in like clever ways. I think, like as a heel, but as a face, you just cash in. But as a heel, right? You beat up a guy backstage. You'd be like Seth Rollins and do it like the last minute. I mean, it's. I'm thinking my 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 heart's on. I think it's gonna be Corbin. The guy deserves it. I think he he would do really well with the briefcase because he needs it. And you know his asshole. I don't care about anything, especially on talking smack. 
I can legit see him like you know cutting a heel problem against another heel. WWE doesn't like to do heel versus heel, or they even like they don't even like to really imply heel versus heel. No, right? It's just oh, it's only good guys and bad guys. All right, that's how the interaction like, works. I feel like Corbin, even with the briefcase, he's like he's gonna feel threatening and opportunistic against anybody. I, that's why I, I love Corbin. You know, he's a heel, but he's like a heel against everybody, uh, and that's the beautiful part about it, about his character. I think. Um, I so. think. My my money's on Nakamura. I I feel like now, you know, he's he's being pushed right now. If they don't do something big with him, he's he's gonna lose his, his momentum. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. brought up, didn't have a match for a while. Had a kind of an okay match with Ziggler. Um, he hasn't taken a loss yet on the main roster, so I think he wins it now. Takes it to SummerSlam, maybe. You know, it could be interesting to see what, what he does with the cash in. It would be interesting to see how he handles a promo situation. Yeah, I mean it is. It is like you, the 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 WWE train is one that's on a track that is hard to change. Yeah. Uh. So, you know, I think Shinsuke they teased it, they teased it. So I think for long term, probably Shinsuke. In my heart of hearts, I want Corbin. Yeah. I mean, you know, either one of I think I would be pretty happy with. Um. I I, I think I I want Shinsuke to do it because I you know I I love Misa Nakamura, um. And I think, you know, his best is yet to come. Right, like, yeah, like those people in the Money in the Bank match. Aside from from Ziggler, which I guess he didn't have that great of a match with, uh, he can have a great match with. He has had great matches with all those people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it would be great to see him at the top of the mountain with a briefcase, and it'd be interesting to see him like in the Ginger Mahal, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. Um, I mean, we do know that Jinder uh, does have that uh, strong style. He knocked out Finn Balor on his first week back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. So, all right, that's Money in the Bank 2017. We're going to have two ladder matches on there. It's going to be a dope weekend of wrestling. There's going to be five uh, matches on the whole card, but it's going to it's a stacked card. It's going to be stacked. Like, you don't need 13 matches. You no. know, I think the last pay-per-view, there was only like five matches, and they got time, and it was dope. Yeah. It was it was dope. Could be a two dope. and a half hour uh, pay per view as well, you know. So you don't have to stay up that late. Sunday yo, I was excited. Night. I was excited. Last pay per view, uh, what was it? Extreme Rolls ended early. I'm like, yo, yeah, not, nice, not, right? Yo, I was like, yo, I'm like, yo, I'm brushing my teeth. I'm in my bed. I'm, I'm going to sleep. Still gonna get eight gonna, hours before the next day, you know. Like, yo, I'm not gonna wake up disgruntled from work because you're gonna be you're gonna be waking up disgruntled going to work anyway. Because one, WWE pay per view normally ends in shenanigans. Yeah, two, I mean. It's yeah. like almost like you know eleven o'clock, you know twelve thirty, like you know. But yo, my man Samoa Joe won, so I, yo, I was in disgrace about nothing. So. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but look, you can find us on Twitter at Slam Bros Pod, Slam Bros Pod. Uh, yo, hit us up. We live tweet most events going down Raw SmackDown. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is back. Um, yo, keep up with that. I'm two weeks behind on Lucha Underground. I, you know, that's my comfort food. I watch that, you know. Hey man, there's a lot of wrestling every week. There's, there's a lot there's of wrestling a, to watch. There's a lot of wrestling. Yo, you can find me the Bowman One Two L on Twitter. It's at Bowman One Two L. That's Bowman One Two L. Also on Instagram, Bowman One Two L. Yo, Fifth Avenue Chef. Where yo, can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Fifth Avenue Chef Five T H A V E C H E F at Fifth. Fifth Avenue Chef. I'm not on Twitter because I don't know how to type, but I'm on Instagram. Yo, if if you check out his Instagrams, you're like, yo, bro, I'm gonna be so hungry. You're like, oh my god, this yo, he's a legit chef. This this ain't internet chef, and this is legit business. 
Um, yo, remember to tell a friend to tell a friend, like, subscribe, like, leave a comment, tell a friend to leave a comment uh, on SoundCloud and on iTunes. The algorithms really love the comments on the iTunes page. That's what brings the podcast up and ranking. And also on on SoundCloud, that also allows more people to find the podcast. So, yo, just tell us what you like, what you didn't like, what you're looking for, what you expect. Oh, who do you predict is going to win the Money in the Bank ladder matches this weekend? Also, what match are you most excited to see on the G1 special for the New Japan Pro Wrestling? Yo, let us know. Yo, Chef, appreciate you having you. Hey, Bowman, it was a pleasure uh, talking wrestling with you tonight. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, man. Yo, appreciate it. All right, we'll see y'all soon. Peace. Peace out.